Hello, hello, and a third hello. Welcome to Don't Forget Your Towel. I'm your host, but not GM, Azul, and today harkens the last episode of Shiver Gothic, a gothic horror RPG based on the Shiver system and universe. Imagine Dracula crossed with Edgar Allan Poe crossed with Alan Moore. That is Shiver Gothic. Shiver Gothic has seven more days to go before their Kickstarter ends, so if this sounds like your kind of game, the link is in the description below. If you're just tuning in, we're also including some links in our description of ways to help the citizens of Ukraine, not just by donating, but through other methods as well. Please do check out the links that we include below if you can. That being said, get on your best Victorian clothes, put on your best monster makeup, and let us sneak into the world of Shiver Gothic. Previously on Don't Forget Your Towel. Dr. Victoria Bornstein, and then underneath that reads experimental biology. Then you have Dr. Igor Bornstein, Egyptology and archeology. span Dear Victoria, I'm so deeply sorry for your loss. Igor was a dear friend and colleague and his passing at such an early stage of his life is a tragedy. Dear Dr. Bornstein, the board of funding for the furthering of scientific discovery has decided to not proceed with allocating funds to your research proposal. The nature of your request and subject of research is one that the board finds to be unethical. Maybe. She was trying to bring her husband back to life. You peer into the dark of the sarcophagus, and suddenly something falls towards you. You realize, however, it is long dead, but not decayed. A shiny weapon, a curved blade, grasped tightly in its bony right hand. Whoever this man was, he was likely to have been a priest of Set, an Egyptian god of chaos and the underworld, and really anything that you would consider bad. Well, I'll need this then. I'm gonna try and take the weapon. He booked some travel tickets, heading towards somewhere in Egypt, but died before the trip actually took place. Well, team, I think it might be time to go see if we can solve the puzzle of the statue. And you feel a rumble as your, your last statue clicks into place as the cobbles vibrate underneath you. And you see that area of the quad, that large rectangular depression, begins to sink down, forming a large stony ramp leading beneath the surface of University Hall. You all find yourselves winding your way through this underground road, this tunnel eventually getting brighter and wider as you emerge to the edge of a cavern lit by a cold light. You see that this space is kind of large and domed and is filled with tables stacked with various pieces of scientific equipment that are bubbling away, all attended by the same strange creatures that all look like they've been constructed from various body parts. You see, however, working away nearby is a large misshapen figure. You see that the back of her head is a nest of matted black hair and cables, metal and wires running off and plugging into the different parts of her body. Victoria. Without a doubt, I will give it half a year. You will lose your sanity.
So, with this space, if you would like to get closer to the platform and move into the space, you're going to have to make a group uh, stealth check. So we'll all roll a wit check together and see if you can pass like the group amount. So it means that if some of you aren't as stealthy, others can kind of pull the check up a little bit. On the way, sneaking along, if you'd like to do either an additional smarts check or additional wit check, your choice. Your smarts check will allow you to examine all the blackboards and like experiments that are going on to try and connect the dots of all the clues that you found so far and maybe give you a bit more information that may be useful. Or if you use a wit check, then there may be something that you might be able to pick up along the way. So those are the options, a kind of wit to acquire something physical that may be of use, smarts to acquire something in kind of clue-based form that may be useful in terms of information, mm -hmm. and all of this whilst doing a group stealth check together. The worse you do on the stealth check, the less stuff you may be able to find before you get potentially noticed. Okay. Uh, I got two wit. I got one success for the wit. I also got one success. Okay, and Miss Marble got two successes. So as a group, you're just kind of sneaky enough to <laughs> to get through and do some extra bits as you wind your way uh, towards the platform. So what checks would you like to kind of declare? Would you like to do a smart check or would you like to do a wit check? Do you want information or do you want loot? I will be doing smart. I want information. I will also do smart. I want information. I also want information. <laughs> <laughs> Smarts all around. Okay, I'll have Miss Marble roll a check and see and get her to pocket some stuff because, yeah. Okay, great. Fantastic. Okay, cool. Um, could all of you roll your smarts check for me? Yes, and I swear I am, I'm definitely not lying, but I got another five. Oh my God. I sent a picture just to, just to prove. Just to prove <laughs> Good, good it. God. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I got a one. <laughs> I got zero with one strange. Okay, so we're on 20 on the Doom Clock now. So let's do Leon Muller first. Let's get through his chunky five successes, which um, <laughs> allows him to Sherlock Holmes this business. As you work your way through, you begin. your eyes begin flitting up to the various blackboards that kind of set up around the room. They show images of a man dissected and each part being labelled with copious notes, indicating what constitutes a perfect body part, uh, the one who would kind of be the strongest, uh, the most kind of hard enduring. However, you kind of start to realise that that's not exactly what it means. It's not perfection being the objective. There is some kind of condition mentioned, a degenerative disease with no cure. The only way to stop this ailment is to transfer the victim, their consciousness and their brain into a new body, a perfect one, constructed so it may never suffer this illness again. And you realise that from the way that these notes are written, as you kind of realised up above, this is talking about her husband, Victoria's husband, so Igor can be whole again. You see, you see that written as a, as a note. And from looking at the other areas of the lab, you realise she's been working down here for many years, not only experimenting, building and testing, building these homunculi that you see around you, which are all of different kind of shapes and sizes as forms, as you can see the different hallmarks of experimentation and she's been building over kind of nearly half a century to this moment. That's kind of all around you. But you also realise, looking at the mechanical drawings that are, uh, are there, in order to prolong her own life, so she's been able to research uh, longer and keep herself alive to bring her husband back, she has become more and more machine-like to artificially extend her life while she has preserved her husband. Look, looking around as well, you can see the remnants of where the elements of her husband would have previously 
been stored. Large glowing blue vats that look like a combination of Egyptian preservation techniques combined with new science, which is what has allowed her to preserve her husband's body parts in a fresh condition for so long. I'm going to say, you, Ava, you notice, being a socialite, look, looking around, that there's an area of the round uh, platform that was a little bit obscured before you could kind of move in closely. And you see that strung up on the platform as well, seemingly kind of loosely unconscious, but kind of muttering to him, himself with a large amount of tubes with red, bright red blood being siphoned out of him, is Algernon Tipple. <gasps> so... The general thing that Ava, both you and Leon kind of realise is that listening to the storm countdown that's going on, you hit nine minutes and counting as you begin kind of weaving your way through, that there is some connection to the storm, like it's very important and that's what's providing the ticking clock for making this uh, experiment a success. And the platform, the hive of activity, is no simple surgical area. You begin to notice there are thick chains attached to a number of gears positioned around the metal disc and the ceiling, which is domed, appears to not be exactly to be one intact piece. You realise that this is just a staging area for something much larger that is probably about to happen. So yeah, with all your various successes, that is the information that you give. And you find yourselves now crouched behind a workbench, keeping out of the way of the bustling homunculi as you kind of peer over and see Victoria Bornstein working away around her husband's body. You see she pauses for a moment, kind of non-metallic hand resting gently on her bandaged um, husband's new form before she continues working away. And the homunculi have not noticed you yet. What would you like to do? Are we just as in, in our sneaky sneakiness? Are we able to communicate what we've seen to each other or are we just... Yeah, like can we whisper to each other or...? I'd let you whisper, yeah, that's fine. Charlie's being a very benevolent director today. <laughs> yeah, it's a noisy situation because mm. um, there's the time pressure. They're all quite focused on what they're doing. Yeah. So kind of slow movement and quiet noise is something you should be able to get away with. What do we do? There's just so much. Okay, I need to get Algernon. Oh yes, right. Somebody go for him. It's okay, I forgot as well. <laughs> I do not pretend to know whether this is good or bad, but I do know that killing Algernon or draining all of his blood is a bad thing. Yes, she's taking innocent men's blood and body parts. Well, that's not really the, nice. The the body part thing I can excuse. In fact, I'd be more than willing to help, but what? it's mainly Algernon that I'm concerned about. Yes, and, you know, given what he just said, can we really be sure all these men were so innocent? I mean, a lot are like him. Wait, who? Like who? Me? I am... This... <laughs> what are you... Because <laughs> so, Miss, Miss Marble coming between you and go, whoa, 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 okay, okay, let's not let this get heated now. Now, Ava, one thing I would say that we have to remember is that we're not just looking at the grave robbings anymore. Algernon was kidnapped because we used them as bait, but there have been multiple kidnappings, and those people have not resurfaced. And I have a feeling if we're looking at fresh body parts, well, I think that the constituted matter of probably the remains of those people are right there with that um, rather big figure. And she points towards the bandaged large body on the kind of central surgical table. Yeah, so... As much as I would like to reunite this husband and wife, I think what she is doing is bad. Perhaps, how about this? If one of us can distract her, perhaps the rest of us can go and disconnect those things and save Algernon and... Okay, I would like to speak to her. I don't think I want to just attack her straight away. 
if you could give me some time to, to talk with them, you guys can try and disconnect things. Very well. Okay. Charlie, can I ask, did I see a photo or a likeness of Igor anywhere at any point? I'd say yes. I'd say through kind of working through here with Leon's big old smarts check that there would be a kind of like very faded photo or at least etching, I would guess actually at this point, uh, considering mm. how long ago it would have been, kind of in the corner of one of the blackboards, like tacked on. Okay. Of both Victoria and Igor in their pre-monstrous heyday. Okay. Would that be enough for me to use imitate form at some point if I want. I say yes, it will have a certain difficulty check attached to it. Yeah, okay. And a lot of it will be off of um, what Victoria knows and remembers of her husband. So Mm. in terms of how convincing you can be. True, true, true. So one thing I would say is is remember if you have seen his form, but not his voice. Or his mannerisms and stuff like that, yeah. Oh yeah, true. So yeah, so that would be something to consider. That's true. Okay, I'll keep that one tucked away for now. (laughs) I think I, having had just this conversation now, I put my hand onto Ava's shoulder and says, Listen, your heart is in the right place, and if it's anything like your wit, then this will be... You'll do fine, you'll do great. But if you need our help, call or say something, okay? We'll keep an ear out, so we can help you if you need. So just before we kick off, just so I'm clear, so Ava is going to approach Victoria directly, and then the rest of you try to sneak around to detach Algernon. Yes. At the same time, whilst Ava's distracting. Katya, was there anything else you wanted to do, or were you just going to help that help me with that as well? I suppose is the question. Like, um, yeah, I'll just I'll just help you with that, unless my skills are needed elsewhere. Oh right. Well, that will constitute some roles, but we're going to start with Ava emerging. Ava, how do you introduce yourself? All right. So I'm going to use my tier two ability charmed i'm sure and gain a talent die when trying to charm others and i guess i'd be rolling a heart one wouldn't i for that yes 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 so do i do you want me to tell you how i do it first or do we should i roll first tell me how you do it first because that will level where i put the challenge rating Okay, great. I haven't figured out what I'm doing yet, so um, let's let's see what I decide right now. Okay, so I'm going to hold my hands up, first of all, so, you know, universal sign if I come in peace, and I'm going to stand up from my crouched position, I assume I'm in a crouched position, and I'm still going to be at a safe distance away, at a, a bit a little farther away than I saw her hand outstretch before. Okay, so she's on the other side of the platform. The one decision I want you to make, are you on the platform or are you off the platform? Off the platform. Off the platform. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, and I'm going to say, Dr. Victoria Bornstein, I'm a huge fan. <laughs> Yes. And basically the room suddenly just like stops and falls like near silent. Um, And then all all you hear is um, and, and Dr. Bornstein like turns around very slowly and you see the bright green glow that you saw from a distance is her eye is now an apertured metal ring with a bright green light which narrows and focuses in on you and she goes what how did you get down here why fan what 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 do you want no 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 it's a, you you shouldn't be here um uh, and she's gonna roll heart shit just to see kind of how she reacts because you've 
Okay, and yeah, and I'll, I'll roll and, as well. and to roll yours as well to see how charming you can be. Uh oh, what does that mean? I can't tell. Oh no! <laughs> that was that was no successes and too strange. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. So we're at 22 minutes on the doom clock. Oh Jesus. And Victoria Bornstein rolled three successes on her heart's check. Ooh. No, 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 no. You're you're not here. You're not a fan. Not that I would care for that element of sycophancy anyway. She points with the kind of clawed end of one of her elements of the metal hand and goes, "You have a sword, a large gun. That thing. You're here to try and put me down. Stop my work, aren't you? Aren't you? No, no, not at all." I, I just wasn't sure what was going to be here. I needed to be prepared. I am a suffragette myself, and women in science. That is something that is I I admire with all my heart. The fact that you did this all by yourself is incredible. And the one thing that she then notices is the glint of the kopesh by your size, the Egyptian weapon. She looks. Is that? Oh. Did you? loot my husband's lecture hall like that and she takes two strides forward and the hand outreaches and i'd like you to roll because you didn't go on the platform roll a wit check for me to get out of the way yeah that's a one success nice so the edge of the metal hand with the large pinky finger scratches a line across your cheek as it slams into one of the workbenches behind you smashing it to pieces as you kind of like roll away to one side and out of the way as victoria begins kind of striding more towards you look I am not a violent person. Leave me be to my work. Let me complete this experiment and this will all be over. We don't need to talk about this to anyone. The Divine Order certainly doesn't need to know or the Watch. Leave us be. I do want to do that, Victoria. I just... I need to know what the experiment is. So we'll have her answer that question in a second, but I'd like the others now to roll a wit check together to try and get down Aldrin on Tipple, because I think that's enough conversation that you would have moved around and started to try and remove him. Yeah, cool. So I'm going to use my luck as well, and I still rolled zero successes and one strange. Oh no. I got one success. Okay, so with one success, what I'm going to say you managed to do is you managed to detach Algernon and you lower him kind of down quietly into your arms and as you're kind of like carrying him him away, he kind of opens his eyes and looks at you, Leo, and he goes, Cool, blimey, what's going on? Shut up. Let's roll a wit check for Victoria at notice. Oh, <laughs> please don't roll good. So she doesn't notice. But let's roll oh, it for um, the 10 homunculi in the room uh, that are wandering around. <laughs> and one of them hears something and begins coming towards you, going, and it starts like, kind of shuffling its way towards you, so it may be about to discover you. Uh, can, I, can I use imitate form to imitate one of the homunculi? Yes, you may. <laughs> roll a strange check for me, so it'll tick up the doom clock if you're successful a little bit, but you will replicate one of these little little blue creatures indeed this is such a these are not the thieves you're looking for moment yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oof that is one success one success so you managed to take on the form of a homunculi okay but it looks even for a homunculi looks a little bit off <laughs> so this homunculi like comes around the corner and is met as the others kind of drag out from behind the workbench you're left there kind of crouched and it kind of kind of goes and I just go <laughs> he goes ah, blah, 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 like that pointing towards the situation that's going on <laughs> on the platform 
Yeah. Excellent. So I'm going to make you check for that. That was brilliant. Okay, so... so um, <laughs> at the moment for now, as you're holding this imitation together, that Helmut Klein is distracted. Cool. Can I have a bit more conversation, but I'll make you re-roll to hold that imitation and make sure it doesn't... You don't transform back. So Ava, you asked kind of what the experiment was about, and Victoria, as her kind of metal fist retracts, I say experiment because well, I'm a scientist as my trade, but really this is... It's more than that. It's about it's about bringing Igor back, bringing my husband back. And she gestures to the figure behind him. I would have done everything in the world to see him healthy, happy, and by my side again. And the grave robbing was unfortunate, and the live specimens even more so. But fresh samples were needed for these final moments, otherwise it wouldn't have worked. The storm of the century, we forecasted it, we knew it was the last piece of the puzzle. The, the, the power of lightning uh, will be the only thing, the most powerful source of energy in nature will be the thing that will finally bring him back. These, with my helpers, have been fundamental in collecting uh, these elements and, and also being the f foundation of my research, but I won't let anything stop me. I wouldn't let my frail mortality hinder me either. And I certainly won't let you. No, I, I don't want to. If you stop now, then all those lives that you took, well, I mean, they are unfortunate, but they're already gone. If you stop now, it will have been for nothing. I think you should continue. She raises an, an eyebrow and says, yes, it's, it's uh, surprising to hear someone agree with our, my line of thinking. Um, well, if, if you... you manage to do this, the advancement it will mean for science to be able to bring people back from the dead, it, I mean, I think everyone will want to know about that. Yes, maybe they will. And she looks quite sad at this. I know what I may be doing may be seen as a perversion of the natural law, but for Igor, I would do anything. I'm glad you respect that. Who hasn't wanted to see their loved ones again? Well, if you don't interfere with the experiments and keep this between us, if this is successful, me and Eagle will be quite promptly leaving the city. So you will not have to worry about grave robbings, kidnappings, or any of the dark deeds I've had to commit to perform this happening anymore. Yeah, of course, that's... I, I'm just... Of course, I'm not a scientist, Victoria, and I, I could be wrong, but your husband has been dead for 70 years now. If you've been taking parts from live people, how much of what is left is going to be your husband. She kind of gives a slight smile and says, you see, this is the thing I feel people make mistakes about all the time in science as well as in relationships. It was never about the body. It was always about the mind. And you kind of see that she's kind of gestured over to one of the sketches is that she's preserved the brain and that the brain has been the thing that she has been kind of looking after the most. It's not about Equal's physical form anymore. It's about the mind, the person that's laid dormant within those synapses, within that wonderful brain of his. That's what I'm bringing back. And I know physically, well, I've changed as well. She gestures with like a clank to her more mechanical form. Do you think he'll be happy to be brought back like this? Well, I hope so. Even if it's just for a moment, it's worth it to see him one more time. Well, anyway, on with the experiment and she turns back around and finds Algernon Tipple gone. 
what would you like to do? As you kind of see the look of shock on her face emerging. I would like to take the, I'll take the rifle. It's preloaded, I'll say. Uh, I was prepared. I'll take the <laughs> rifle and I'm gonna shoot it into the back of her head where the cables meet the skull. Okay, roll a witch check for me. That's um, zero successes and one strange. Okay, so that takes us to 25 minutes past doom. Here we go. And the shot cracks across this domed room like a lightning bolt, at which she freezes and sees that Algernon Tipples is gone and turns around to you kind of like viciously and just goes, you traitor. All of those words, all of these years I've been alone and you've said all of that to me to try and shoot me in the back and I'd like you to roll a wit check again and this check's gonna be harder. If you have any luckyism now. <laughs> That's one success. Not enough, I'm afraid. As you feel the metal arm shoots out and grabs you and then retracts about you and you're going to take two blunt damage as the grip kind of crushes you a little bit and she grip tightening kind of on you. Says, for your betrayal, you will witness everything I have been working towards and you will see, you will see the truth of this and why this is so important. And that voice echoes out across the lab. Stormfall in progress, Osiris platform ready for ascension. And Victoria slams a red button kind of on there and the platform begins to rise. It says, and no matter, I was only using that filthy grave robber for his blood. And it looks like I've got a fresh sample. And she's uh, kind of gripping you tighter as the platform now begins to rise up. What would the rest of you like to do? And Ava, I will give you a chance at some point to break free. So don't worry, we're going to cycle back around and establish an order. So backing up slightly, I think while this conversation was going on, I would have been trying to untie Algernon's bindings. Hmm. What would I need to roll to see if that was a success? I'd say less of a check, more just time. And I think in that time, you've managed to quietly unbind his hands and remove the, the like remnants of like kind of cables and bits that were kind of running into him. So Algernon's now free. Okay. Is he awake as well? Yes, awake but woozy as you get a kind of a, another moment. Oh, cool, blimey. I, I kind of shake him roughly and say, Algernon, if you value your life even very slightly, you will leave now when I realize that the conversation is kind of going downhill. So coming back to now time, I would like to run and jump onto or hold on to the platform, somehow be on or rise up with the platform. Okay. So in the onrush of events, this is what happens. Uh, Algernon looks at you and kind of a bit woozy goes, yes, I agree that that is probably the best course of action is that I am not here anymore. I am quite woozy, however, so I will be a little bit slow, but I will try and fetch you all some help. And he stands up and in a very slightly Jack Sparrow-esque kind of woozy way, <laughs> starts making his way, <laughs> um, kind of collapsing slightly into workbenches. <laughs> and he just kind of goes, Alonzi! <laughs> just and starts wandering away <laughs> and up the ramp as all the other homunculi around are panicking now as they're kind of seeing that the kind of experiment's going forward. Can you roll a wit or a grit check to try and get onto the platform for me? Oh boy, okay. I definitely wit with the luck and really like crossing all my fingers and every come on zero okay so you try and jump and grab the edge of the platform but your fingers just miss 
So when we rotate back on the round, you're going to have to use your next set of actions to try and get up onto the platform. Mm -hmm. As it's still rising, but it's not kind of rising high enough yet, that that's not impossible. There are some ways that you feel you could still get up there. Cassia, what are you doing? Mm. So am I still in my homunculus form? After all the commotion, can you roll a strange check as um, you see out the corner of your eye, Ava being grabbed by this metal hand and mm. then being crunched. And the stress of that kind of causes your yeah. imitation to flutter slightly. So um, yes, roll a strange check for me to try and maintain it. Yes, that's one success. Yeah, so th there's like a slight shimmer of your kind of like imitation as like almost the flesh ripples and the kind of homunculus kind of goes... Ah. And it points to the platform, and goes, and like that, and then just goes, and then runs off to go and sort something because evidently, like, it's happening, it's happening. We need to do stuff. So it's left you alone now. All the homunculi seem very occupied now, setting stuff up or trying to fix things. I won't spend like too much time looking because my priority is to possibly get to Ava. But do I see anything around me? You know, like an emergency stop button or some like you know <laughs> some extra. Th part of the plan that I could use. Roll a smart check for me to try and figure out what potentially could slow things down or stop this. Ah, that's zero successes. Unfortunately, the mechanisms that are kind of all around you are beyond your understanding. From yeah. what you're seeing here, you don't really know kind of how you could stop it from here. The only thing you remember is that all the controls seem to be on the platform itself. Mm. In that case, can I, what I would like to do is to try and waddle over and try and like volunteer myself for the position of holding Ava down and like attaching Ava to the tubes and, and stuff like that. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so, so you're going to have to roll a wit grit check uh, for me to get on the platform in your homunculi form. Right. First, and then... <laughs> And then, and then, yeah, and then offer yourself up as an assistant, which is a brilliant plan. I like this. Yeah, go for it. Excellent. <laughs> okay, that's one success. So yeah, so with one success, you manage to um, heave yourself up and like scurry on in your little homunculi form, stand up, dust yourself off, and you kind of waddle over um, to Victoria, who is squeezing kind of Ava tighter and tighter. Uh, what 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 do you do? How do you uh, like gesture as your assistants? Yeah, I'll just sort of poke my head in and, and be like ah, and sort of like stick my arm out like should I grab oh I can I'll take her <laughs> uh, yes uh, do you see um, the rage dies down a little bit in Victoria's eyes yes no quite right can't damage the sample and then basically kind of goes to like a pincer grip oh, so your hands oh. are like above your head Ava and kind of pulls you over and places you on the strapped table where Algernon was previously and uh, kind of lets you go with a slump and, and kind of points at uh, you in your homunculi form catcher and says quickly get it connected up we need the last the last elements of blood for this to work <coughs> and then moves away to start preparing the body and, and the kind of other elements of controls excellent so I'm going to do some rolls for Miss Marble now who um, Leon as you uh, slip off you see Miss Marble swings her umbrella yep she gets a success swings her umbrella so oh, the hook God. of it catches the edge of the thing and she starts going up with the platform like a terrifyingly able Mary Poppins and, <laughs> and just like kind of Genius. climbs up her umbrella and, and silently gets herself um, kind of on the platform. I'm going to roll for Victoria as she's going to do some prep bits which she does which is grand. So the way that this is going to work is this is a slightly different combat scenario compared to other ones in Shiver. As we go through each round the platform gets higher and the experiment progresses further up to a certain point where it can potentially activate. So bear in mind, the higher that you get, 
the more dangerous and more damage you will take and potentially die if you fall off the platform. So every round we go through, the environmental situation of this is going to get more and more dangerous. So that's going to be our kind of first round. So, uh, Leon, actually, just before we jump into this, do you want to do one more check to try and get onto the platform? I will try. <laughs> uh, no! <laughs> wit is fine. Wit is fine. Come on, Wit. That's two successes and one strange. Excellent. So you see a kind of dangling chain and you kind of hop onto a workbench, run, grab the chain, swing on it and swing up onto the platform and you land uh, next to Miss Marble, um, who goes, very well done. Well, I honestly didn't think that would work. Here, have another sweetie. And she passes you a hard-boiled sweet, <laughs> kind of a whisper. And oh now God. I can reveal, now we're in the end game, what these sweets actually do. So if you want to take a inventory of like what uh, sweets that you have, these work very similar to um, the hardboard sweets of Miss Marble are very much Shiver Gothic's version of a good berry. So if you are injured, you can eat one of these and it will restore one wound. If someone is knocked unconscious, if you slip one of these into their mouth, they will pop back up conscious with uh, uh, one HP because they are that sour. Those are other things there. So you've got some little, some little sweet-based lifelines um, if you need. So just keep stock of how many uh, you've had, and 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 that will be an interact uh, to pop one of those. So just uh, bear those in mind. Cool. So establishing our order. Considering the context of it, Katya, mm -hmm. as you're disguised, I'm going to say that you go first. Cool. Then I'm going to say it's Victoria. Then I'm going to say it's going to be Miss Marble and Leon. And then as you're kind of in the state of just being strapped to a surgical table yourself, Ava will put you at the bottom. But as soon as you're free from that, you can operate within the, the last position with Miss Marble and Leon. Okay, so Victoria has not noticed Leon and Miss Marble yet. Katya, you currently are in homunculi form, stood in front of Ava, who, bear in mind, does not know that you are a homunculi. Yeah. She just sees she's a horrible little blue goblin in front of her, trying to strap her to a chair. What would you like to do? Yeah. So she's not strapped down just yet, or no? So kind of what she's done is she's hooked Ava's hands like over this strapped-up element that's there, and it said strapped down to kind of rest and attach the cables. Hmm. So she's kind of strung up by the wrists and suspended at the moment. So you can try and let her down if you'd like. Okay, yeah. So what I would like to do is grab the stuff that I was supposed to be using to tie her down and sort of make a show of me going in to do it. But then I'll whisper into her ear, Hey, it's me. I didn't really think about this past this point. So if you have any ideas, that would be great. <laughs> Listeners, Isabel's face right now. <laughs> you hear the very sweet voice of Katya coming out of the mouth of this <laughs> little blue gremlin. I'm just gonna <laughs> just kind of squeak and turn away. I, I don't think that Ava is really registering that this truly is Katya. <laughs> just thinks this is right. just another homunculus trick. Not on board. Katya's just kind of like, okay. Yes, yeah, so it's a roll of wit or a grit check for me to kind of fiddle around with the bonds and see if you can get them undone. Yeah, cool. No, zero successes. All smarts, interestingly. Okay, I'm gonna say, how many smarts did you get? Three smarts. Three smarts. Okay, so 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 with three smarts, you can see you're struggling and you're looking around, like kind of attacking it with your hands that seems to be help helping. But you see a glint out the corner of your eye, and on one of the, a surgical tray just below you, you see there is a scalpel that you could grab to help you Ooh. with this. So I'm going to say, um, you can get the scalpel, and on your next turn, you can get Ava free with. This Victoria is still working away. 
So she progresses the experiment and now she's going to see if she notices people. So she presses a series of buttons and starts uh, kind of putting stuff in, reaches out with her extended hand and connects some elements together. As you all look above you and see that this pyramid structure above you has a large pylon kind of at its center that reaches down and is connected uh, into the surgical table in the center. And as she does that, she turns to look at you, Leon, and Miss Marble. As you see above you, the domed ceiling split into four cracks open and a little bit of rubble falls down and you see the stormy night sky raging above you as you realise this platform is coming up out of the ruins of University Hall. Oh. And she goes, there's more of you. More of you. It's a ruin by experiment. And she is going to throw a large metal fist at you, Leon. And this is going to be a case where you can't dodge this one. It's going to be a case of her rolling to try and hit you. And she whiffs it. Miss Marble shunts you with the end of her umbrella and pushes you two apart as the fist flies between you, lands on the edge of the platform, crunches it, releases, and then kind of retracts and comes back. And she starts striding towards you. Ah, more of the silver-tongued friend, I imagine. And she is absolutely furious and is making her way towards you. So that is going to bring us to you and Miss Marble. Uh, what would you like to do? Well, honestly, after this happens, I'm just gaping like a goldfish out of water, just opening and closing my mouth in shock. But I do stand up. Ah, okay, so I think realistically speaking, Leon's brain is just working at hyper speed trying to figure out what is the best thing that what is the best thing he can do. And I think after a moment's thought, he just freezes and just blurts out really loudly to Victoria. How much blood do you need? <laughs> Ooh, I'm gonna say you can, you can roll a smart check for this one to convince her because you're approaching it from the experiment side. Yup. Two successes and one strange. Right, so she falters for a moment and says, why I've not, not too much more before the experiment says, but uh, your treacherous friend already is going to provide the amount I need. However, she turns and sees at that moment a, a homunculi <laughs> with a scalpel sat on top of the, uh, 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 of the, of the strap about to stab things going, uh, <laughs> she's like, wait, what? And she's um distracted for a moment. So I'm going to say with that, you're going to get minor advantage for kind of attacks or in whatever you want to do in terms of like approaching Victoria. However, her ire is definitely going to be drawn towards Katya and Ava now. <laughs> do I have any time to say anything else or is it that's it for my turn? Or? Yeah, um, you, you can, rather than attacking, you can use another interact if you would like to, to say something else. Yup, I really hope this works because I literally just came up with it just now. You don't have enough time before the thunder strikes. You've got four of us here, so you can just use all of our blood without killing us. Ooh. So what you're arguing is, is a quantity of blood thing. Yes. Everybody looks at Leon like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and um, Victoria will kind of turn to you and say, it's not a matter of quantity. I only need one of you. So the more of you that are on this platform are more interferers, interlopers in the experiment that I am performing. I only need one of you and I need you barely alive. Even if your neck's snapped, for the next hour or so, your blood will be fresh enough. Do you think you'll have enough time to make sure one of us is strapped on with the other three fighting? And she kind of pauses again and says, what are you proposing? You talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I've been getting that a lot recently. <laughs> I'm I am proposing that you get your blood from all of us. Yes, all of us. Just enough 
for the experiment, but more than enough for each of us to survive. Your experiment will be a success, your husband will be alive, you'll have him, we'll be alive, and there will be no violence. I'll volunteer. Take take as much as you like, and I'll volunteer first if you don't trust me. Well, as long as you will promise not to interfere. However, um, you'll see uh, Miss Marble has disappeared from your side uh, whilst this conversation has been going on, and she has got her umbrella and she has sneaked over to the control surface on the other side and will <laughs> say, Good show, Leon. That, uh, that discussionary mouth of yours has definitely come in use. And you see from her umbrella, she draws a sword cane and she stabs it into the control surface, which begins to spark at which Victoria turns around and howls at her in rage and is going to draw her ire. I think I also shout in rage, <laughs> like <laughs> literally as she's dropping a sword. I'm like, stop! <laughs> She'll still stab it anyway. And it's like, I'm sorry, my dear, this needs to stop. And she yanks it through a kind of series of cables and that's going to be her turn. So, Ava, we're going to get to your turn. If you would like to work with Katya to get free of your bonds on this turn, I'll, I'll let you do that. Noticing that Victoria didn't seem too happy about the homunculus, I've decided that maybe this is Katya and I'm going to stop struggling and Yay. and hope that she's going to stab the wires and not me. <laughs> cool. I'm going to say, uh, with you stopping struggling, you're not going to have to roll a uh, check, Katya, Sweet. as you saw through and you let Ava down. And Ava, I'm going to allow you to move, so you can move to a different area of the platform if you'd like. I'm, I'm going to try and get a sense of the layout again because I'm a little confused. So there's a control panel that's on the platform. Yeah, so we've got this kind of surgical area where you're about to be drained of blood. You've got a control panel. You've got where Miss Marble and Leon, now only Leon, is standing. You've got the far side of the platform to you, which appears to just have kind of like a strut that leads up into the pylon. And in the centre is Victoria and the large surgical table with Igor's new body in the middle. I would say as well, the other thing you notice is that on each side that you've observed there are four really large chains that are being unfurled which is what's keeping this platform kind of on a large telescopic pole stable in the winds as well. What Ava's gonna do is get out the vial of healing stuff and drink some of that and just get her bearings because she's very overwhelmed right now and she's not really thinking about what she should do next. So I'm just gonna drink the vial. And how much health does that give me? So it should heal you for three wounds. So, yeah, so you pop a cork and swig down uh, the red, slightly glowing liquid and you feel yourself regenerating slightly. The bruises from being crunched and the big claw ebbing away. Cool. Kantia, you're still in homunculi form. What would you like to do? So what's Victoria doing right now? So she's striding over towards Miss Marble, who has damaged the control surface of the platform. Okay, I think I'm going to make a beeline for her, still in my homunculi form. I will remind you that Victoria did see you. Okay, so do I think that the jig is up, basically? I would firmly say yes, yeah. Okay, in that case, I will... I'll drop that uh, and can I get my claws out instead? Absolutely. So you begin like first you start off like waddling towards uh, Miss Marble and Victoria, <laughs> which slowly turns into a run as you turn back into your human form and then your hands grow kind of into your long talons as you begin running faster. So what you want to do with your claws? I think I'll aim to just grab Victoria and just sort of pull her away or maybe like hook her up by her clothes or whatever I can grab. So that's going to be a grapple, but what I'm going to let you do is I'm going to let you roll strange instead of grit because you'll be using your spooky crow claws. Awesome. Yes, that is two successes, two strange. Okay, so let's roll for Victoria because she is not a 
Not a weak one, but she only gets one success. So she kind of raises a fist to punch down on Miss Marble and feels herself being pulled back and turns uh, to kind of face you as she's two large bird talons gripping some of the cables and kind of like you kind of yanking her backwards, at which she kind of gives out a cry. So at this point, you notice that after Miss Marble stabs the controls, the platform is rising at an increased pace. Oh. So you now burst kind of into the storm and uh, are kind of still uh, rising, kind of heading skyward on this hydraulic pole. So Victoria, being grappled by you, is going to turn around and just go, let's go. And she's going to raise her big old metal leg and she's going to try and kick you in the chest which she succeeds at doing. So you're going to take three blunt damage and you're going to be kicked back to the edge of the platform. And I'd like you to roll a grit check for me to see if you stay on your feet. That is one success. So yeah, um, you kind of get kicked back, your feet uh, screeching across the wet metal and you find yourself like teetering, like kind of bird hands waving on the edge as you flap to keep yourself from falling over the edge and you still find yourself grounded on the platform. So you're still on your feet and you've not fallen off the edge. That is Victoria's turn. Uh, And she is going to move over to Igor's body and do some more of the experiment stuff, which she doesn't succeed at this time. She's a bit stressed. And that is going to be Leon and Miss Marble's turn. Uh, What would you like to do? Hmm. (laughs) I don't think any of you will like what I'm going to do next. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Firstly, from my perspective, does either Katya or Ava seem particularly wounded beyond, like, uh, you you know, just wounded, yes, but, like, near death or, like, in any... Katya, where are you at? Because I think you've taken the most damage now. Yeah, so I am limping currently. Okay, but not, like... Not majorly, oh my gosh, you may not survive, kind of. Nah, nah, I'll be right. And I can take a health potion. Yeah, I'm aware I gave that to you. So I think, can I gleam, would it count as my action if I'm trying to gleam what Victoria's doing with the Ego's body? Yeah, so that'd be an interact to kind of figure out uh, what she's doing. Okay, in that case, I would run to Victoria and say, what do we need to do? Where can I, what can I do to help? She'll look at you with surprise. Roll a hearts check for me, because at this point, it's going to be tough for her to believe you. I think that you want to help. Oh, she definitely doesn't believe me. Uh, that's three strains. <laughs> okay, so that takes us to 28 minutes past Doom, so we're very close to another Doom event. And she just says, nothing, and she claws at you with her big metal hand, and you kind of lean back just in time. Stay away from him. She kind of hisses as you kind of take a couple of steps back. So you still have an attack or another interact if you would like to use it. Can I? I don't know if Shiva allows this. Can I hold my action as a like in D and D like a reaction of some sort or? Yeah, I'll allow that. Yeah, no, I think I think that's fine. As you're kind of like hesitant, thinking about what to do, you're kind of like primed for something to come towards you or or if anything kind of hits. Yeah. Yeah, my intention would be to protect Victoria. <laughs> I'll I'll stay there just. Okay. Making sure that she can carry on with her work. Oh, so this will be interesting. So, Miss Marble, sword cane in hand, is going to try and swing down and sever the wires connecting into Igor. So, I'm going to allow, if you want to use your held action to try and block that, yes. you may. You can roll grit or wit to do that, to block that with your cemetery spike. I'm going to use wit and no, one strange. Okay, so that takes us to 29 on the Doom Clock. As you kind of try and reach out to stop her, you're too late as the sword slices through the cables and Victoria kind of howls. And and you just see um, Miss Marble kind of looks up and goes, 
Leon, what are you doing? You need to get back. And, and before you can kind of say, is that um, so the way that Victoria works, if anyone attacks Igor, she has the very similar to the warrior, the get behind me skill for her husband. So if anyone gets near and launches an attack, she is going to attack straight back. Oh. So she launches a fist at this marble and it collides with a crunch in her shoulder, sending her tumbling back. And you see she rolls uh, to the edge of the platform and tumbles over the side. But you can see that uh, it looks like she is gripping um, kind of onto the edge as you get getting higher and higher and the platform shaking now as the wind howls around you as you're now getting very, very high up. Ava, uh, what would you like to do? I would like to try and run to Miss Marble's aid. Oh, thank God. Try and pull her up. <laughs> uh, uh, cool. Uh, uh, make, make, a, make a grit check for me please. That's one success and one strange. Fantastic. Okay, that's um, just enough as you kind of heave Miss Marble kind of back on to the platform and she kind of looks at you and says my dear, we need to make this stop and I think Mr. Muller is a mite confused. Yes, I agree. Right, um, so that's that's your that's your interact, Ava. So you can use another interact if you would like as well. Oh, I can? Yes. Or, or it can be an attack. Yeah. Okay, so how close am I to the panel at this point? And the wires that Miss Marble was trying to cut. I'd say, so you're because you've had to go to the edge uh, to kind of rescue Miss Marble. Not too close, so they wouldn't be within like a melee weapon range, but they would be in a ranged weapon range. But the check would be a little bit harder because you obviously don't have the broad sweep of trying to shoot a specific cable. You've got to be pretty pretty precise to shoot a cable. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I could run over and try and do that. I'd, I'd say uh, you could use another action to move over there, but then that would be your turn because that would be your free action because you moved to get to Miss Marble. And you've helped her up and then you've got one more thing that you can do. So, so if that's what you want to focus on and get over there to, to hit stuff, then then I'll let you run over there as well and then we'll pick up with you next turn, next round. All right, I'll run over there then. Cool, yes, yeah, so, so you kind of get Miss Marble safe, uh, have that little conversation, draw your saber and start running towards the, uh, the control panel. And that's going to cycle us back up to Katya. Uh, Katya, what would you like to do? I would just like to yell out to Victoria. Please, stop. You don't have to do this. I know you think you do. I, I know you think it's going to make everything better, but it's not. It's not going to change anything. Your husband's dead. I know you feel alone, but you're not. We're all here and look at me and look at you and i hold up my bird talon we're the same we're a miracle we're we're special and we could do so much more in this world if they didn't see us as dangerous but you're not helping right now you're only hurting other people please i know there's a better way so I'm going to say that's used both your actions because mm -hmm. it's a brilliant speech but a lengthy one but she stops kind of over Igor's body and you kind of reach about I think five stories up the platform stops swaying in the wind it's reached its zenith now and she kind of looks up at you and I'd like you to roll a heart check for me I will say the the check is not going to be easy oh I wish I could interfere in this oh no <laughs> hearts is my lowest <laughs> <laughs> uh, well I'm going to add one luck and hope that it does something. That's zero successes with one strange. Yes. Fantastic. <laughs> doom clock. So our doom clock ticks to half past and Victoria looks up at you and you can see in her non-mechanical eye, whether it's the wind or the rain, you're not sure, but it does look teary. And she goes, we do belong here. We don't 
need your help. We don't need your advice. The one thing, this is not a miracle. This is science. And we do not belong dead. And she looks at the severed cables that are leading into Harsten's body, the storm brewing above. She puts her still humanoid hand onto kind of the center of Igor's chest and fires her metal hand up into the pylon. It grips it and says, Igor doesn't belong dead. And lightning strikes the pylon, travels down Victoria's arm and through her into Igor. Um, a massive kind of flash of light and energy surging into the platform as Victoria kind of shakes and convulses um, as electricity flows through her and eventually the green light in her eye falls dim and she collapses backwards as after a large pregnant pause you see the body on the platform begins to twitch as Victoria Bornstein's body begins to fall still. What would you like to do? Are we still in combat or? So for now, we're kind of almost temporarily out of combat as one figure is incapacitated and the other is only starting beginning to stir and is strapped down on the surgical table. Literally the moment this happens, I'm just going to shout, no, 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 no. And I just run up to Victoria and try to do something like, I don't know, medic? Would medic work? Can, can I do that? Or, or... You, you, you can try using your medic, but because she's constituting of so many mechanical parts now, it's going to be very, very difficult. Because with any of the items that you have that are more medicinal, it's... yeah. So, actually, I, I, don't, I don't know if I can um, but justify this, but I have the fixer background, which gives me a bonus when working on mechanical... Oh my gosh. <laughs> would this... Would this count as a mechanical or related? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Go for it. Okay, 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 cool. So, please. Okay, so that's two successes and two luck. So in total, three successes. Okay, so you reroute some cables and there's a little spark and Victoria doesn't appear to move, but you see there is a little like flickering glimmer of green kind of in her eye. So it seems like you may have prevented her from dying, but she is in a very, very bad way. She has just taken the full force of this storm through her body. I'm just speechless at that. I, I think I put I think I put everything I had just trying to get her back and having succeeded to some level, I'm just gonna collapse tired and, and, and just relieved, just out of it. Yeah. So you're kind of sat there in the wind and the rain next to Victoria's still body as you all hear a kind of the creak of kind of leather and a snap as the bandaged body, which is about eight foot tall, sits up and gets to its feet and kind of begins looking around. What would the rest of you like to do? I would like to take this opportunity first to drink a health potion. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, just like, oh, here we go. So that removes three wounds? Uh, yes. Yeah, I'm going to look around at Ava and Mrs. Marble and back to the figure like, what do we do? Miss Marble is kind of like gripping her sword cane, like watching what's going on, not re- waiting to, I think, to see what the bandaged figure is going to do. So she is kind of doing the equivalent of holding an action. So that leaves you, Ava. So I'm going to sheath my sword and take out the Kopesh of Set and just sort of say hello <laughs> but not do anything yeah i would i would like to follow ava's lead if i can and just very slowly approach the figure of igor <laughs> we did it we did it 
Igor's eyes, which now burn a bright green as you kind of approach, especially you, Ava, with the Kopesh, takes strides, keeping a distance as he takes steps towards Victoria's body and crouches down next to it. He kind of strokes a hand over the mechanical side of her face and, and body and lets out a ear-piercing howl of pain which echoes around the city beyond the storm. And then kind of her hand rests at the recabling that you've just done, Leon, and looks to you and very quietly says, thank you. And he reaches underneath his wife's body and he lifts her up and turns to face those of you with weapons, so Katya, Miss Marble and Ava, and simply says, leave us be. Should we do that? (laughs) What will you two do? If you leave us be we will leave and no one else will get hurt no and he looks down at victoria and presses his forehead to hers and says one last trip one last chance i I hope you enjoy your trip he gives you all a solemn nod and as he sees the kopesh being lowered he grips uh, victoria's body he walks to the edge of the platform and he jumps and you see kind of a shock at first but lands um, with a huge impact in the ruins of the university below sending up debris but he is absolutely fine and begins to slowly but purposely stride off of the grounds of the university disappearing into the howling wind rain and mists of the city leaving you alone atop the platform which as this happens one of the chains groans and snaps and suddenly the platform shudders and begins um, kind of moving to one side so what i'm going to do is i'm going to give you a series of checks um to get down off of this towering platform so yeah um if you'd all like to roll um a grit check for me uh, to steady your feet damn it fail i don't even know if i should bother and yep zero successes zero strange i got one success okay so i'm going to be kind so none of you used miss marble sweeties but these are going to basically represent, I think, for me now, the level of favour you've managed to curry uh, with this wily old woman. So you um, begin sliding as the um, platform begins to turn to one side. Katia and Leon, you begin sliding up towards the edge. Ava, you manage to grab and kind of brace yourself into the platform and grab Katia's hand. My Katia, you manage to grab Leon's hand. And just as you're about to slip Ava, you feel the hook of the uh, Miss Marble's umbrella hook onto like underneath your shoulder and she kind of shouts above the wind and the rain the chains go for the chains we'll slide down and kind of and tries to sling you towards the chain so i'd like you all to roll a wit check for me for us to start uh, clambering down the chains oh come on (laughs) zero successes one strange i got one success and one strange same one success one strange Wonderful. So, um, Ava and Kasha, you begin making your way uh, down the chain, and you begin your way down as well, Leon, but you find yourself slipping and hanging off uh, by your fingertips. I'm just going to roll for this marble, um, who again rolls very, very well. So it begins sliding down the chain, and she as she slides down the chain with an amazing amount of grace, basically she scoops you. She scoops you up uh, kind of, <laughs> as you kind of both slide down the chain, as you kind of hear the kind of groaning creak of the uh, tower and begin to come down and just hear a yell as you're getting closer to the ground jump so i'm gonna allow you to roll a grit or a whip check here whichever is strongest for you to leap away from the platform finally that's one success (laughs) yeah and one success oh three successes jesus 
So what I'm going to say happens with that, with those three successes is um, you're sliding down the chain and, and Miss Marble shouts jump as the column cracks and the chain flicks out. You all are thrown as you, as you kind of like jump away from the chain to land in the remnants and ruin of the university hall. And it looks like um, some of you are going to kind of land quite heavily and potentially on a sharp spike. But catch you as you give out a cry, a large set of bird wings burst from your back as you grab people, give one flap and ease the descent as you all kind of slide to a halt in front of University Hall as the tower behind you crumbles and falls into the lab and a huge gout of flame bursts behind you. And yeah, uh, you find yourselves all in relative safety, surprisingly unscathed. I'm just going to put down whoever I had grabbed and be like, I didn't know I could do that. Well, now was a good time to find out. Yeah. Anyway, um, everyone okay? Yes, my dear. You seem to be full of surprises. <laughs> yes. Thank, thank you, Katya. This has been uh, quite a night. Yes, this whole night's been full of surprises, really. <laughs> I turn to Katya and I say... I suppose you I shut up. At this, I give Ava a quizzical look, and I just kind of turn back to Katya. Thank you. I don't think I would have survived that fall. You as well, Miss Marble. This is twice you've saved my life. Uh, are you all right, Leon? Did you know that doctor? You didn't mention anything about it before. I did not know either of them, or well, I didn't know any more than the rest of you. Why were you so upset when she died? I mean, I know it's quite tragic, but you seemed affected by it, like, really, a lot. I am... Any death of a scientist to ignorance is a sad event, and I did not wish for anyone to die. However, I imagine you wish for a more practical reason. So be it. At the time, I surmised that the experiment was a success, and that we would have had to fight the creature that had just awoken, when it realized that we had a hand in the death of the only person it loved. And that's How about why I... this, Mr. Muller? How would you feel if in the middle of a deadly mission, with somebody that you were meant to trust, in the middle of that mission, they decide to switch sides, and now they want to do everything they can to help the person trying to kill you? How would you feel about that? There were no sides, just humanity and that which we yet have to conquer. To be completely frank, even if there were sides, my solution, at this point I glance at Miss Marble, would have kept us all alive. Miss Marble sheaves her sword cane and kind of opens her umbrella and kind of looks at you, Primly, and goes, Mr. Muller, I understand what you were trying to do must be helpful and maybe your interpretation of being good, but from what I had deduced of what uh, Dr. Bornstein was performing on that platform. It was something we couldn't let continue, and from the level of rage she already had, and what she was actually saying about the experiment, although your efforts to assuade her and keep the experiment going were fine, she threatened to break your neck, my dear boy. And at that point, I knew there was only one way to proceed, in my eyes anyway. And, madam- I could have. I could have switched sides. She believed every word I was saying. And you know what? I meant it. I meant it then. But I, she saw that you, you 
had freed Mr. Tipple, a man we barely know, and I knew that the only way, either I had to switch sides then and stick to it, or I had to help you. And because we'd been working together all this time through thick and thin, I sided with you guys. I shot her in the back of the head. I didn't have to do that for you, but I did. And I gave up the only chance I had potentially of surviving. And I did that because we had been together this whole time. And when you had the opportunity to switch sides or stick by us, you chose to leave us in the lurch. You chose to ask her, how can I help you? How can I protect you? How can I make sure that the people I have been working beside do not succeed? And that was your choice that you made. Whatever your reasoning is, you threw us under the bus. Young and mate. you will never work with the commission again. Again? I'll be sure of that. By all means, Ava, you're welcome to think what you wish. I should think we all have that right. Likewise, my commitment is to life, to all life. If I see a solution that brings life to all, then I will take it. Despite what you may believe, I had no intention of letting any of you die. In fact, if you recall, I volunteered myself with the prime objective of stopping our downhill battle. And, if it came to it, to have my life completely and thoroughly serve as a replacement for yours. Don't you see? We have just achieved immortality. Humanity has achieved immortality. No more death, no more saying goodbye to our loved ones. I think that, I know that deserves sharing a bit of blood from each of us. And, at this point I turn to Miss Marble, to set the record straight, madam, I do not bear any ill will towards you for your actions, despite the consequences that they wrought. You acted... Wisdom and logic, dare I say it. Albeit wisdom and logic that I do not agree with. You have saved my life twice, and I am in your debt. But I will not apologize for trying to save a woman's life. Well, yes, Mr. Muller. I, I can see why you did what you did, but I feel your sayings on the nature of immortality. Victoria may have cried that the eagle didn't belong dead, but I am, I am one for logic, I am one for science, but when we die, we die. And I think prolonging that, fighting against that, struggling against the reaper as some may do, is only going to cause pain to everyone around them. Sometimes I truly do believe we do belong there. I know some of us do. And I'm um, kind of shake, shaking the umbrella above her. Miss um, Mom, well, this um, uh, drama amongst friends aside, I'd say um, the matter has been brought to a close. I guess the thing we need to decide now is what do we tell Charles? Oh yes, Charles. We'll tell him that the matter has been solved. Yes, same. Uh, Charles won't be happy. We haven't brought him ahead to put on a pike for the mayor, but well. Charles can make do, I suppose. The crimes will stop, so that's the main thing. Unfortunately, I don't believe that Charles considers that to be the main thing. But, Katja, you are, you are right. The most important thing is that things are at a close now, and uh, hopefully the horrors in this city will, for the very least, lessen a little bit. Ah, and she kind of looks over the sky. The rain is getting uh, slightly less bad, and shall we... um? proceed back to the city, uh, to our lives, and away from this terrible, terrible business. 
probably for the best considering I just remembered that Tipple is probably bringing reinforcements to help us. We may not want to be here when that happens. Very oh. true. Although Mr. Tipple it seemed to be making not very strong progress in terms of his movements. Yeah. Well, it was something to work with you all. Uh, let's hope that this never happens again. <laughs> the pleasure is all mine. Excellent. And so you all begin wandering in a line, looking dirty, bedraggled, um, sodden with the kind of wet and fury of the storm back towards the city of Spireholm. So now um, kind of the situation resolved, there'd be some opportunity for any kind of last ending scenes or moments for your characters. It can be kind of hours or days after the event. Is there anything you think your characters uh, would be doing that kind of wraps these things up? Maybe a scene of describing things to Charlie or trying to... Mm. Ah. Yeah. Wrapping up things with Charles. With Charles, yeah. Okay, yes. Yeah. So, so we find ourselves up back in the dilapidated community hall. Charles has kind of set himself a little makeshift desk and he's there with his kind of big ledger, his notes. Well, this has been a very interesting case that you've put me on, Charles. I must say, I didn't realise that your work was so harrowing. Well, uh, the, the, the work of a clerk in this city um, does tend to get a little bit dire at times, but it's nothing that I, uh, that I can't um, soldier on through, but... um. Yes, uh, with the fires and the destruction at the already destroyed university, uh, the the reports that the grave robbings and the um, the disappearances have ceased, it appears that what you have done has had some effect. But I, I notice, uh, do you? Uh, I, I do not see a a perpetrator or head of perpetrator or evidence being laid before me. So, uh, what 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 happened, Miss Kaminsky? I'm afraid that. I can't disclose what happened that day. Even if I told you, you wouldn't believe me. But one thing that I'm very, very certain of is that Leon Muller should never be allowed back in this town again. Oh, really? Would you say that he was involved? He says dipping a quill into some ink. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, with that in mind, um, let's start from the beginning. And he gives you a kind of a big slimy grin. Katia would like to essentially set up a kind of a little mystery for each of the the members, uh, like send a card to their to their houses about some like mysterious meeting of, you know, something like that. And there's going to be like a, a bird feather in with that, and that's going to to lead them to the florists where Katya will be waiting for everybody to have a little reunion. Does everybody follow the mystery and come? <laughs> Ava will. Ava likes Katya, so she will. I would imagine that a young boy, around twelve or thirteen years old pops his head into the flower store, sees you, Katya, and runs up to you. He silently hands over a letter to you, but Leon does not show up. Is, where's Miss Marble in this? Oh yeah, did she come to the reunion? Yeah, and she's yeah, quietly kind of sitting in the background with you all mm. and notices Mr. Muller's absence, twirling the feather kind of in between her fingers, maybe, <laughs> saying, full of surprises. Katya will definitely open it and read it. So you open the letter and it says, Dearest friends, 
It has been my greatest pleasure to share an evening of mystery and dastardly deeds with all of you, and an even greater pleasure in solving said mystery and bringing peace, though fleeting, to spy home. Despite any disagreements, I wish to make it clear that I do hold you all dear. Whilst I will not apologize for my actions on that fateful day, time has provided me with the luxury of knowing that an apology is due for the danger that the secrecy with which I acted on may have caused you. I understand that there is to be a gathering. Unfortunately, my current undertakings have made it somewhat impossible to attend. I do sincerely hope that future mysteries will lead us to crossing paths again. And so, with a healthy dose of mysteriousness, I shall conclude with, I shall see you all soon. Regards from Egypt, Leon Mueller. <laughs> and as that's being read out, the watch, as you say, bursting into Leon Mueller's apartment and finding it kind of completely empty as the letter is read out, as we realise he has already fled the city and the mayor um, has not got his scapegoat. However, the name of Leon Muller, thanks to Eva Kaminsky in the City of Spire home, will now be forever tarnished. And I think we kind of pan out from the florists, through the streets of Spire home, out past the ocean and into the yellow and white deserts of Egypt, where a man covered head to toe with rags and tattered cloth stands. He pulls down the cloth covering most of his face and looks down at a map the same map that was hanging in Igor's classroom. Mr. Muller, you have read the writing on the walls for my epilogue entirely. Really? And oh. as you as you look at the map, our camera almost like zo zooms in on um, an X that's on the map amid a kind of sea of dunes. And we kind of zoom in till we find a giant man clad in flowing black robes to hide his bandaged skin from the burning sun, dragging a heavy coffin over the dunes. It has been three days since the alighted the boat in the city of Lux, but he's been glad to be free of the lingering gaze of the locals, his size, gait and companion in a coffin bound to draw attention, but out here in the sand seas they were truly alone, and this he preferred. Cresting the dune, his green eyes survey the land until he spots what he's been looking for. Consulting the map, one very similar to yours, Mr Muller, he begins to hasten down towards his destination with renewed vigour. The tomb door opened without much resistance, either that or his newfound strength, something he was still getting used to in this body, made it a minute task. The sun rays poured inside, illuminating the dusk particles floating idly in the air, and the looming statue of a jackal-headed man rendered in black stone stands above him. And for the first time in a month, Igor Bornstein smiles as it was time to get to work. So the Kickstarter for Shiver Gothic is currently live right now. It'll be live until the end of March. For those who've been following the campaign, uh, we funded in two hours. So we're already funded and we're plowing through stretch goals. This adventure that we've played today was the early bird reward if we funded in the first two days. This adventure uh, will be put out in PDF and will go to everyone who backs the project uh, for free uh, as, as a big thank you for helping us fund so all of you will get to tussle with Victoria Bornstein and the kind of moral questions uh, that arise around it so yeah and, and in terms of um, Shiver Gothic if this is the 
subgenre you crave, you love Dracula, you love Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, Edgar Allan Poe, that kind of gritty, grimy, dark, Victorian-esque setting, and want to explore playing Shiver over multiple chapters like a long-form TV show rather than like a one-shot film experience, then this campaign is very much for you. So this is our first attempt at kind of exploring an original setting with interconnected stories that rather than playing it over the course of an evening, it's something you could be playing over the course of a couple of years. I mean, we've been testing and playing in this a world of Spire Home for multiple years now um, with our kind of main play test group. So we really want to invite everyone into the walls of Spire Home and start kind of telling spooky gothic stories of their own. So yes, so uh, yes, uh, check us out on Kickstarter. Uh, we're at Twitter as well, um, at Games Parable, and you can find us on Facebook. And our website is www.shiverrpg.com where you'll find um, updates, information, and our free dice roller as well if you fancy giving Shiver a try. So yeah, thank you everyone. Uh, that was that was fantastic. And thank you for the for the space to, to play. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for the directorship and everything else that went with it. Thank you so much, Charlie. Cheers. Thank you. It's been an absolute blast. Thank you. If you like what you hear, please connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at DFYT underscore podcast, on Facebook at Don't Forget Your Towel Podcast, and through email at dfytpodcast at gmail.com. If you have a few dollars to spare and you've been liking what you hear, please consider donating to us on Patreon. But if you don't have a few dollars to spare, that's all good too. Just keep listening and like or review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Every single rating goes a long way to helping us increase our reach and to share the RPG love. We would also like to thank our patrons. Benjamin Tay, Adrian, Jesse Wesson, Bonnie Cohen. Thank you all for your support. We could not do it without you. Till next time, keep your towels at the ready. Bye.